Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. Those are the words that we would have heard from Jesus this Sunday if the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary did not happen to fall on a Sunday this year. But I think that it's very providential all the same, because what was Jesus referring to with those words? Whoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood, whoever consumes the bread of life, the Holy Eucharist, whoever does that, I will raise up on the last day. What's he talking about there but the general resurrection of all of the dead at the end of time? When the story of this world is over, and it will be over one day, and the last judgment is at hand, Jesus himself has promised that every single person who has ever lived and died will rise from their graves. Nobody will be left out. Some people will be raised to the joys of eternal life in the glorified body. And others will rise and then fall down forever into the pains of hell. But at the end of the day, every single tomb will crack open and be left empty. We will all rise from the dead. And that is really important. Because I think a lot of Christians today sort of assume that heaven is a bodiless, purely spiritual experience. And what's more, I think a lot of people think that that purely immaterial experience of heaven would be better. As if our bodies were just inconvenient prisons that we are trapped inside of. And we have to be freed from if we're going to be truly happy. But that is just about the least Catholic thing that I have ever heard in my entire life. It is a heresy, and it devalues the human body, it devalues the human person, it makes us less than what we actually are. The teaching of Christ's one true holy Catholic and apostolic church is super clear on this. The human person is the precious union of body and soul. Our bodies are an integral part of who we are. We are incomplete without our bodily existence. And so when Jesus our Savior returns and we all rise from the dead, hopefully to eternal life, but that's not guaranteed, we will have bodies. Or perhaps put better, we will be bodies. Now what does all this have to do with our feast day today, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary? Well, a lot. Probably not many people have ever really heard the ancient story surrounding the Assumption of Mary. As the story goes, and it's a very sto beautiful story, and it involves an empty tomb. As the story goes, the apostles lived and prayed with the Blessed Virgin Mary following Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. And during that privileged time in the early church, the Holy Mother of God was a source of 
constant consolation and encouragement and prayer for those first bishops, priests, deacons, and layfolk. They were fearlessly going out on mission to share the gospel with a world that was very skeptical and very hostile, just like ours today. And Mary was their mother. She was there to help them. But then came the time when Mary's earthly life drew to a close. And here's where things get really interesting. While the church never officially states and declares whether or not Mary actually physically died, one of the ways that we do describe this event of Mary going home to God at last is this word dormition. Have you guys heard of this? The dormition of Mary? It means the falling asleep of Mary. We heard in our second reading today from St. Paul that Jesus is the first fruits, he's the first one to rise from the dead, and then after him, all those who fall asleep, those who die in the Lord, fall asleep. And Mary falls asleep in the Lord in a unique and unrepeatable way because she is immaculately conceived. And so when her earthly mission was ended, Mary is laid beautifully in a tomb, asleep, surrounded by all of the apostles and the disciples. And then something incredible happened. Upon returning to the virgin's tomb, the apostles were astonished to find the tomb not completely empty, but filled with what? A bed of flowers. What a beautiful and strange mystery. And yet, evidently, the entire early church universally accepted this strange fact that Mary's body went missing, or maybe put better, was raised and went to heaven. Because when you look at all of the holy relics that the church has venerated over her very long history, and we have a lot of them, and a lot of strange relics at that, nobody anywhere in the ancient world claimed to have the bodily remains of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God. You might find pieces of her veil. You might find pieces of her mantle. But look all you want, you won't find her bones. That's because God took her to himself, prepared from all eternity to be the holy ark of the new covenant of our faith, the immaculate vessel through which Jesus, true God and true man, would be offered to the entire world. Mary, our mother, was preserved from the corruption of the grave, just like her son Jesus was. She is so perfectly united to him that God raised her up in a unique and beautiful way. He glorified her earthly body and assumed her into heaven, body, and soul. In other words, Mary has already risen bodily with Christ from the dead, and she leaves a bed of flowers behind. That has huge ramifications on our lives as Christians today, because I'll let you in on a secret. We are called to that same destiny. We are called to follow Mary and Jesus into heaven bodily one day. 
The Catechism puts it this way. The assumption of the Blessed Virgin is a singular participation in her son's resurrection and an anticipation of the resurrection of all Christians. That's us. So think about it. The assumption of our Blessed Mother is a looking forward to, a preview, if you will, of our own resurrection at the end of time. And so, Jesus' words from the Bread of Life discourse, John chapter 6, which we have been marching through week in and week out over the last several weeks, and we have one more week to go next week, those words come back to us, and they are very deeply connected to all of this. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Not just immaterial, bodiless, spiritual life. No, he says, I will raise him on the last day. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, when we say yes to Jesus' real presence in the Holy Eucharist and allow him into our lives, into our hearts, we are being promised the same exact destiny that Mary, our mother, is already participating in as our queen. We are being promised heaven. So receiving that insane, beautiful, life-promising gift of the true body and true blood of our Lord, we can boldly cry out with St. Paul, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? We need, in my mind, we need more Christians fully convinced of this. Where are they? Why do so many seem to care more about this corruptible earthly body and we care so little about the incorruptible, glorified body of heaven? Right now, at this very moment, the world's fear machine is gearing up once again as infection rates rise and and uncertainty looms large. People are scared. People are nervous. They're also angry and exhausted, totally fed up. And then the church gives us this beautiful celebration, the Assumption of Our Lady. And we see once again that we have absolutely nothing to be afraid of. We are safe in the Lord. He is our rock and our shield. The Assumption of Mary is definitive proof that we who eat Jesus' body and blood in the Holy Eucharist and follow him with our whole heart, repenting of our sins, we will one day rise victoriously from the dead. Pope Benedict XVI put it this way, by looking at Mary's assumption into heaven, we understand that our death is not the end, but rather the entrance into life that knows no death. We do not have to be paralyzed by our own mortality. We can know and trust that the resurrection of Jesus is real because we have the Eucharist, we have eaten his body and blood, and he will raise us on the last day, just as he has done in his beloved mother. What happened to Mary is what will happen to us, please God. 
That's what we are looking forward to, to the redemption of our bodies. And thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, who promised us, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day.